Welcome back to Coffee Shop Sports, everybody. I'm your host, Zach, with my co-host here, Kevin. How are you doing today, Kevin? Dude, I'm doing absolutely fantastic. I have my little pin that says, I survived Barbenheimer 2023. I know you have your pin as well. We were spewing some hot takes in the pre-show. As far as expectations over reality goes, Oppenheimer, greater than sign Barbie. Hot take. We had a different experience though, because I I Barbenheimered the the classic way, same day, back to back. Disgusting. No, it was fantastic. It was my a great eyes day, would have and I really out enjoyed that. I felt like it was a good. Honestly, I just have a hard time comparing them if I'm gonna because they're just so different types of movies. Oh, both bangers as well. No, no disrespect to the Barbie movie. They, they, I gave, I'm giving them both four stars. I guess I just expected Barbie to be four and a half to five and i expected oppenheimer to be two and a half to three so like i said oppenheimer as far as expectations goes greater than sign barbie no disrespect to either but zach there's a lot going on in the sports world right now my brother and lucky for us we get to just kind of sit idly back training camp is right around the corner our next show will undoubtedly be diving into training camp narratives position battles this that and the other thing but zach there's more pressing issues for us. It's true. We are fantasy analysts at heart, which means our pressing issues are fantasy football. Exactly. And today we're going to do our very first mock draft of the season, a little Stop. redraft mock draft. We've done some dynasty rookie drafts in our time this year, but no redraft drafts. So this will be the 101 of our mock drafts this year. <laughs> That's right. I'm very and excited to get it underway. Dude, I can't wait. And we randomized the, the order in the pre-show so it's going to be fun to uncover the strategies um we did do a, a pretty sick video game draft though i might say and, that's true uh, we're we're going to be uh re- finalizing the results i'll throw a poll up and see whose team wins uh we haven't even done that yet because we which moved. if you want to listen to that that is our last episode so just go back in time a little bit check out that episode great one trying to stick in feeling... the fun while we can it's because it's going to get weird in a second right we're about to get in the thick of it. Like you said, training camp has started up. Yep. We're starting to get some highlight reels coming in on Twitter. Um, already some hot takes of who's going to be the wide receiver, one of every single team because they make a one-handed catch. And yeah, Love that. That means it's time. That means it's almost football season. And and what's always so fun is what's the name that nobody knows that we're all going to know in a couple months, right? The Brock Purdy's of the world. If you recall, uh, Victor Cruz flashed in preseason before he even wore the number 80, I believe he was number three for the Dak Giants. Prescott, yeah. Cowboys yep. showing off in preseason, then taking over that mantle. For what every for every Dak and Victor Cruz and, and Brock Purdy, there's 500 of those stories that were like, this is the one, and then they're not. So we had to temper our expectations. Of course, yeah. I, I don't take much stock into into the preseason narratives, but you gotta you gotta pay attention, try and wave wade through the water, and we'll exactly. be here to help you through that. So don't you worry. That's exactly right. But since we have a long mock draft ahead of us, let's get right into that first sip take. And today's first sip to get off the day is gonna be a little bit of redraft tips from me and Kev before we get into our redraft mock draft. So Kev, do you want to start us off with the tip for the people? I'd be happy to. Um I think the most important thing going into drafts is, and, and, you know, I, I would like to um, actually pull something from 
an exact quote of, of Zach Miller as per his own strategy regarding uh, his approach to the Scotty Fishbowl this year. Um, and that's fuck it, we ball. Um, this is a family show, but words do come out of our mouths at times that we don't intend. So I apologize to the youth out there who heard that. But um, here's the thing. You're going to prepare your ass off as you should. And Zach and I are doing it right now. This is not a real league. We are going to have a chance to take some shots and do some practice things, maybe do some things we wouldn't do in a normal draft. But that being said, we're going to be in the trenches and the names that are there are going to be the names that are there. And we're going to have to be adaptable. Okay. We're going to have to be ready to jump on the opportunities that we see a player. We really like is sliding, but, but we don't, it just doesn't fit the team build. Fuck it. We ball. Let's just say you're not up for another 21 picks, but you really like a guy and you know you won't get them at their ADP. Fuck it, we ball. Zach, that is the way that you have to draft in fantasy football if you want to make the difference between the right picks and the ones that are going to win you a championship. So basically you're saying just go get your guys. Another yeah. another way of saying like just take what you want to do throughout the draft. I would say... Not even necessarily that. I would say let the board reveal itself to you. Don't be so don't be so stringent or so locked in on one strategy or one because it, no matter how much practice you do, no matter how much preparation you do, in between those lines, we all know it's like a different story. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So so be be adaptable. Try to stick to your plan as much as you can. But I've never once had a mock draft before a draft that was identical to the team I drafted. It just doesn't happen. It's not possible. Oh yeah. Rarely ever happens that way. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for staying water throughout a draft, letting the value come to you. You know, that's how I ran my Scott fishbowl draft and ended up with a little Loved week it. of an RB core, but we're going to find out how it goes in the end it'd of the be day. like that. Yeah. It'd be like yeah. that. No judgment. I think my biggest tip going into redrafts would be, and this is a little bit more on the pro end of tips, I'd say a little less on the casual, but pay attention to your team build a little bit. I, I've definitely been a victim of having a safe roster. And that's a guys that I'm like, you know, like I, I have, I trust this guy. He's not going to bust, you know, you have like your Keenan Allen's your Amari Cooper's who tend to just be kind of the same every year. Amari Cooper might be a bad example, but just kind of safer guys. And you, you may have a team of, players that can get you eight to ten points consistently every week you don't have that like nitrous in your tank on your team and i think it's important to sprinkle that because that helps your luck factor go up tremendously so maybe you're drafting a full of safe teams and you're sitting between a jarvis landry and a gabe davis and you're like listen end of the year these two guys could end up with the same number of fantasy points but one of them is going to do it in five games and the other one's going to do it in 18 games, having three to five points a game. So make sure you're paying attention to what kind of players you have on your team and vice versa. If you have a bunch of just high risk, high reward players, maybe add a little safety on the end of your draft. Maybe take a couple of those. I know I can plug this guy in for eight to 10 points every single week. He's going to balance out your roster a little bit. And then you've got those boom bust players that are going to get you the high ceilings. Absolutely, man. That's a fantastic, fantastic call. Fantastic tip. I would say me personally, I don't know if this is true for you, but 
um when you first started talking team build i just remember like maybe like 2012 or 11 or something when everybody was like don't stack bye weeks be really concerned about the bye week and it's like bro i don't even check anymore i'm like yo if i'm taking a guaranteed l1 week i'm taking a guaranteed l1 week i mean it's not a bad it's a good tiebreaker but like sure. dude stack your team with the best team and if you have the most expected, the most projected points on buy in week eight, you'll figure it out, you know, but, but don't, it's just so funny because there was a time in fantasy football when like, that was the tip. That was Be careful about don't bye stack weeks. your bye weeks. Be yeah. Careful. The game's changed. The game has evolved over time, you know, and it, it could not be better. It could not have been for the better. Um, yeah. I think you, you kind of mentioned in the pre-show, I think these tips will arise organically as we, talk through our decisions and our teams and i am elated to do this with you my friend i i am absolutely elated man yeah let's i say we just hop into it i'm ready man beautiful are the listeners well, ready are you guys ready take a deep breath get your coffees we randomized the order and that yes, left me with the 101 overall which oh, what i do you know? thrilled about what do you know the 101 the guy who's drafts. controlling the draft has the 101 so random no nah, it's random you sound I like saw. my whole league right now i witnessed um, it we're good and and then kev you locked in at the 111 this is a 12 team draft so second to last pick but you're going to get the nice little turn there which is yes, definitely not a bad thing yes sir so we're going to have a little variety. You're going to get both ends of the draft. Maybe you're stuck with the first couple picks. Maybe you're stuck with the last couple picks. We'll give you some advice on how to land it out. Absolutely. And I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I, this is a year I wouldn't want the 101 personally. I understand the love and value and the adoration that the players up there have you know, garnered, and rightfully so. But the bust rate on top 12 picks is so high. You know, every year out of the top 12, seven of them, six of them don't usually return that value. So, you know, if you have the, if you have a chance to get two top 13 players, me personally, I tend to prefer that to maybe what's perceived to be the best player. And then you're not, your next pick isn't until pick 24, you know, it's, but, but different strokes for different folks. You were pretty stoked to have the one-on-one, correct? Yeah, I mean, I'm always for having my pick of the litter of the top of the draft. Um, also, nice. I think it just partially stems from my confidence for waiting through the the 2-3 turn, which I think a lot of people tend to be tricky because you're kind of at that back tier. That's true. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty confident in my my ability to make that turn. So I don't mind it. I like getting the one guy that I, I like love to it. lock in on my team. So I love it. I'm excited. I'm excited to get into it. And uh, yeah. for team settings here, we're doing one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, two flex, one defense. And I am going to eliminate kickers. Appreciate that. I, I, I noticed you skipped it. And I was like, I love it. I love that he's. We are anti-kicker on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Fantasy football is no place for kickers. Goodbye, oh, that was, kickers. that was a sight for beautiful eyes watching that kickers leave. Thank All right, you, you ready for this little ding here? We're going to get on the clock. Let's get it, baby. Let's hit it. All right. Beautiful. Well, I'm on the clock then with the one-on-one. Uh, I do have a couple players that I always look at in this point in time. 
Um, Christian McCaffrey is kind of the the overall running back 101. Sometimes an Austin Eckler sprinkled in there. But I think this year more than any, people are kind of a little worried about that running back top tier position. Um, and I'm one of those people. So I think wide receivers are definitely very valuable. While they are easy to find throughout the draft where running backs aren't, I still would love to have the top end guys this year. And for me, there's a pretty clear cut 101, and that is Justin Jefferson out of the Vikings. Yeah, my man, I appreciate the pick, and I definitely want to talk through it. Um, so when you're making that decision, does CMC cross your mind? Or are you sort of on the, you know, what what's what's the logic there? What what gets you off CMC? Yeah, I think for me, the logic is just we've seen a little less of a sample size in McCaffrey and 49ers. Uh his efficiency went up from the Panthers, but his usage went down a little bit. Um we know the 49ers like to spread the ball around they will get a second running back involved throughout the season. So while I think there's a good chance that McCaffrey is the running back number one, I worry that some of those touches taken off his hands could limit kind of his giant boom games. Like he still will probably have a really solid average, but maybe a little less of those 200 yard, two touchdown type games we've seen from him in Carolina. And I would be lying if I didn't say I worry about the quarterback position with the 49ers a little bit. Pretty fair, um, yeah. There's a lot of question marks there and kind of what that's going to look like. If Trey Lance is there, does he take some rushing production? If Brock Purdy is there, what what changes with the offense? And the worst case scenario, obviously, is neither of them are healthy and we get a Sam Darnold-led 49ers team. No, and thank you. That's just a lot of question marks for the 101 for me. I would yeah. prefer to lock in who I feel is the safest wide receiver in Justin Jefferson. He's been the best wide receiver in the NFL. The, especially last year, but coming up there the last two years, I expect the Vikings defense to be downright horrendous. And that usually means a lot of offense to go around. And they have really solid offensive consistency from last year. Their offensive line is really similar. Kirk Cousins is obviously there again. Hawkinson now has half a season in his belt. Yes, Thielen is gone, which is another boon to Jefferson because I think Addison will take a little bit of time to develop in the number two role. So you have a clear-cut number one in Justin Jefferson on a team that's going to throw a ridiculous amount of pass attempts, and he has room for touchdown regression, which to me just kind of locks him in is that I have confidence he can be the wide receiver one, make it close to a 2,000-yard season, and I want that on my team. Yeah, no, I, I'm a huge fan of the pick. I would probably make the same pick, honestly, Zach. Um, I hope I'm never saddled with that decision because it is so much pressure and stress and that weight on draft night, man, you're going to start feeling like Will Levis. You know what oh, I'm no. saying? Not on you're, me, bro. I, I would take Justin Jefferson 10 out of 10 times this year in that one-on-one spot. I, yeah, no, I absolutely respect it. And, and I think I would like eight out of 10 times, you know, there's the one time I take CMC and there's the one time I take chase, but the, I'm very, very likely most, most of the time at the one-on-one going to go, with J. Jeff, and yeah, I, I like the pick. I think your team has an absolute pillar at the center. Um, Next off the board was your man, Christian McCaffrey, at the 102. And then a little bit of a shocker, but Travis Kelsey at the 103. Jamar Chase comes into the 104. Cooper Cup at the 105. Austin Eckler at the 106. Bijan Robinson all the way up there at Crazy. the 107. A.J. Brown at the 108. Jonathan Taylor 
at the 109. The 110 is <sighs> Stefan Diggs, just one pick before you. <sighs> and that leaves you at 111 with two minutes on the clock. Welp. Yeah, I really wanted Stefan Diggs here. Um, because I'm a Bills fan and I'm a homer and everybody knows it. But thank God Sleeper didn't give me the chance to play into uh everybody who calls me a homer's hands. I they, you know, uh they did not hand me the loaded gun pointed right at me. They said, prove to them that you're capable of being an objective analyst. So here we are. 111, and I'm staring down. A handful of names here that I really like, but one of the great parts about being at the 111 is that you know that of the names that you're looking at, you can pick four, and you're going to get two of them. And I'm looking at an absolutely stacked list of names here, Zach. If I'm going to be honest, looking in your spot, there are really only two for me here that I really want. Okay, well, I think I'm going to take the easy one first because it's easy for me too. Similar to how you did with your wide receiver position, um, I will just be shoring up the wide receiver position here. Um, quarterback issues aside, this player has proven to be quarterback proof. Um, I do think they're at their best with Tua, but I'm taking Tyree Kill because he's going to just be a, a force for fantasy football. He's going to be a force for real-life football. Um, and yeah, it, you know, there was a couple names we, we can talk through, uh, uh, between my one eleven pick and my two Oh two pick CD lamb and Devonte Adams came off the board at the one twelve and two Oh one respectively. So team 12 stack and receivers there. I don't mind um, that. That feels a little bit like a safe floor with Adams and some yeah. high upside with lamb, but interesting with, call with, with your pick. I, I was in with Tyreek as well. He would have been yeah. there. I would I would personally took him above Diggs and AJ Brown in this draft. To be honest, he would probably have been my fourth wide receiver off the board. Uh, I mean, phenomenal season last year. Yeah, not losing a step. If he plays a full season with Tua, I only expect it to be better. Um, yeah. and he's just the most electric wide receiver in the game. And I think if things broke right for him, he has wide receiver one in his range of outcomes. Nailing that at the 111 was, I think, was a great steal there for me. Yeah, thank you, man. I do agree. I also would call it a steal. Um, so 202 on the clock. And I'm looking at some, I'm looking at a tough decision here. My um, second guy, I told you there were two guys for me, is still is still there. It was neither Lamb or Adams. Um, if you don't mind pausing the draft, I'm going to talk through a couple things here because we're so far from your next pick that I feel like I can pretty confidently and respectfully tease out this decision. Sure. Um, starting with Tyreek Hill, being conscious of team build, I have one of those players who is heavy boom, not so heavy on bust, but he does have his games and, and the two health is a risk. So I would say there's a, there's a little, there's some risk. In the Tyreek Hill pick, it's not as safe as you might think. Fairly consistent last year, he never dropped below sixteen points per like sixteen points per game, not once all year last year. Wait, he never had fewer than sixteen half point PPR points. Not fewer than a single game with less than sixteen half point PPR points. That's about as about as consistent as you get. 
See, because in Kansas City, he was not that consistent. No, that he is, actually got more consistent with Miami last that year. That is fascinating because I kind of still have targets. Yeah, I kind of still have that version of uh, of Tyree Kill. Um, so that's very and think about it. He was doing that with backups a percentage of the time. So, yeah, I guess maybe his uh, you know, maybe his consistency woes are in the past. But I do think, yeah, I like I said, he might be quarterback proof, but you know. There's a little bit of a health thing. There's a little bit of an age thing. I personally, like, clearly it wasn't enough risk to scare me off him, but I don't think he's as safe or cozy as, you know, the first three or four receivers off the board, personally. Um, that being said, I can't stack him and Saquon. Um, I love Saquon. And if without the contract stuff and the hold-in stuff and all that, he might be in consideration here for me. But I am going to swerve him right now at the at the two hundred two, um, so I'm really looking. To be honest with you, bro, I'm really looking at two names, and I know they're not the same two names that you're. One of them might be one of your two, unless Saquon was. I don't mind Saquon. I will. I I probably would have not much of a an issue taking him here. Of the two running backs of the holdout between him and Josh Jacobs, I expect Saquon to be there week one. Um, he has much more to to prove post-injury recovery than yeah. Josh Jacobs does, that I expect him to be there, whereas Josh Jacobs, I have that concern. Yeah. Um, but there is, you're right, there is still another player here that I would take. A I'll tell you what, uh, there's there's two names, and I'm going to say them both, and then I'm going to make my pick, and I'm not going to pick the one that my heart wants, but I am I would look, this is a, about as early as I'd look at Josh Allen. Um, you're going to have that positional advantage at quarterback. You're going to have those insane five touchdown 400 yard weeks um it's never bad to have your favorite player on your fantasy team if this were a real draft and i watched Diggs slip through my fingers one pick before me i would take josh allen without blinking here um and we've joked about it on the show before but sometimes being a homer is okay when your team is really good so i would probably get away with it um but I'm not doing that in this draft because I have enough mock drafts where I have the Josh Diggs stack. I, I can, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to see how my team plays out if I take a different route. So I'm going to take Nick Chubb, and I think Nick Chubb is an absolute steal to 202. I feel like I just committed highway robbery, and I could not be happier about it. He is an absolutely elite running back, and that offense should be better this year. Um, and yeah. Thank you for an elite wide receiver running back combo to start my draft. Yeah, no, I, that was, that would be the player for me there. Um, I think that's right where he's going at ADP too. Um, that's shocking. So there's nothing, nothing wrong with the pick there. I love it. Uh, he's coming off the board right there at RB five, which I think is well in his expected range. Yeah. Uh, no cream hunt on the team. There's definitely some hope. He's going to see a little more of that pass catching role, which mm. is gold so mm-hmm. if he gets that and it clicks with him there it could be his best season as a pro he's already the best runner in the nfl yeah one of them for there, sure there are slight concerns with watson's history passing to the running back maybe that changes as he's in a new team gets a, a little bit older type stuff um runs a little bit less we could see that yeah but i just think he's good that offensive line is great if it clicks with Deshaun Watson, they could score more touchdowns than he's seen in his career. Yeah. 
So you just might see that ceiling with Nick Tubb. So I like it. I think that's a great stack. He would have been who I picked there as well. Wow, look at that. Who would have thought? You know, you and I, for all our disagreements so far, three for three. <laughs> I've been a... I've been a Chubb truther this season. Very early on, I saw the light with with Nick Chubb on that offense, and there was a lot of question marks of, oh, they're going to bring Hunt back, they're going to do this, and I kind of tried staying true there, and I've watched him slowly go up and up and up in the ADP, and it's just made me feel real good about myself, to be honest with you. <laughs> hey, take it, man. Take your victory lap. Uh, Saquon Barkley came off the board next. You see Patrick Mahomes at the 204, Garrett Wilson at the 205, Derek Henry at the 2.6, Amon Ross St. Brown at the 2.7, Jalen Waddle, Josh Jacobs, Ramondre Stevenson, and Tony Pollard. So unfortunately for me, there was a, just a quick run of running backs right mm. before my pick there. Um, so there is now 10 off the board already within the first 23 picks, which isn't great for me, but I don't mind that. It's fine. I usually don't yeah. look. Unlike you, I'm still not probably looking quarterback here. Um, I've, got, I've got Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts just Ooh. staring you down. I was going to say. I'm, I, I'm still kind of true to that that late-round quarterback vibe. Man, um, I, I, you know, that's one place finally. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say we, di- we differ on that because, man, I've just seen – I feel like this is the zig now, right? The late-round quarterback was the zag. Right, but I feel like enough oh, people yeah. are hip to it now. It's definitely different now. That the I'm, early I'm, round QB is sort of that. It's sort of that. Steel I now. still You're don't mind taking a quarterback up in the three four range where I never would have touched one. Yeah, um, same. But I'm fine with that now. I just think usually at this point in the turn, it's a little early for me, and I I would have much rather taken another wide receiver one here or a running back one here as well. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot I of dogs don't on the board see right now. Any on the board that I want. There's a lot of dogs on the board right now. Reese Hall is staring me down with that red PUP right next to his name. I <laughs> worry about him. If if I had another running back, it wouldn't even be a thought in my brain. I would go him because yeah. the upside is tremendous. And um, then you're hedged. Of course, right? Yeah, paying attention to the team build. Yeah, I, I totally get that. I love Mark Andrews, but I don't want to look tight end here. I agree. T. Higgins is a rock solid wide receiver too, but I don't feel like he has the upside that I'm looking for at this point in time either. No, I agree with you. I think you're 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 fundamentally sound right now in your process. I I know two names I would pick, and 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 I can't wait to talk through these decisions because you got you're staring down a tough decision. I know. No, yeah. I I do as I'm looking at the board may consider a quarterback more than I did before. Proud of you. Um, you're showing real growth taking that pick between Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts is tough for me. I wish someone would have picked one before then, so I wouldn't be staring those two down. Uh, Because I do think Hurts has a little bit more rushing ceiling than Josh Allen. Definitely going to score more rushing touchdowns for sure. And Josh Allen... Josh Allen definitely has a better passing ceiling. Not not even close there for me. Agreed. Um... But man, I don't. I just don't want to go quarterback at this point in the draft for me. So I'm gonna make a sneaky little pick here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna move down the board a little bit more than I usually would. I like taking value that drops, but I'm gonna let someone else do it, and I'm gonna take Devonta Smith. Oh my Eagles goodness! Here, there, 
hey. um, by myself another two minutes. Respect that. No, I, I, I have no, no qualms with the pick because you clearly like the player. You clearly believe in the player and the upside. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk through the pick when you when you finish your uh, your three hundred one because I, I do wanna, I do wanna bring up some names here that that you might have overlooked possibly. Yeah. Well, I think for me, he finished as wide receiver nine last season. So you see that that ceiling of already he's being overlooked coming off the board where he finished last year. Yeah. Um, I think the Eagles could pass a little bit more. And I think he's just ridiculously talented. And yeah, stacking him with Justin Jefferson makes me feel pretty safe. Oh, I, have a, I have a rock that I can have Devonta Smith be kind of that that wild card. Mm-hmm. If he repeats, I'll be sitting at two top 12 wide receivers. I think he can. I think they have the best wide receiver duo in the NFL. And because I went with Devonta Smith there, I am going to lock it down with Jalen Hurts on the turn. Um, while I normally would have taken Josh Allen there because I do believe he is the better quarterback and probably the better fantasy quarterback, the difference between those two isn't huge for me. So at that point, I would just take the stack potential rather than going with the slightly better quarterback just because I want the correlation. When Devonta Smith oh, booms, yeah. I want Jalen Hurts to boom, and I want my team to go off. That yeah. would be the only reason I took Josh Allen over that. Yeah, when you went that route, uh, I respected it. When you took Smith, I kind of was like, Hurts is, is, becomes the better pick there because the stack does work in fantasy. That is... Not a minute. Now I can say I didn't take a second round quarterback, which is all I cared about. Oh, Just really? can't say I took uh, a quarterback in the second round. Yeah, yeah. You you stayed true to your principles and you and you adapted, man. You you're, you you just took my draft tip, and I'm I'm excited to watch it unfold. I personally, if it's me in your spot and I have J Jeff, um, I would have probably looked Olave myself. Um, I I thought you were maybe a little sleeping on Olave. I think Olave is going to be an unbelievable value this year and where you would have gotten him, I think he could easily be a top seven or eight guy. Um, oh, absolutely. I love Olave. I think he's fantastic. I think his ceiling is very similar to Devonta Smith. And I agree. I agree. Smith with that. is on a better team with a better That's quarterback true. on a better offense. So for that to me, it was just like very similar talent level players. Yeah. I'm just taking the one in the better situation where I can also stack with the top tier quarterback. That made sense. Yeah. All the, all the, you know, the logic makes sense. I just, I would have gone Alan Olave um, would have been my picks, but I absolutely have no qualms with how your team is looking right now. Like you said, in the fishbowl, you, you, you're, you, you waited for running back a little long there. You, you were, you were playing running back roulette and it kind of looks like that's how it's trending right now. I just didn't see anybody on the board that felt like they were going to be a rock for my team. Um, no, value matters a ton. Josh value Allen matters. came off the board right after me, which in the third round, great. Take Josh Allen. T. Higgins off next. Brees Hall at the 3-4. Mark Andrews in the 305. Travis Etienne. Najee Harris. Then you're Chris Olave. Team mm. 8 with the three wide receiver stack. Ridiculous. Um, team 9 took Kenneth Walker at the 309 um lamar jackson the pick before you and you are now on the clock at 311 and i'm going to put the timer on for you thank you good sir yeah we're at the point now where early quarterback is kind of out the window for me the the names that i really like uh from a fantasy perspective are indeed gone i will probably come around to a quarterback 
not too far down the road, but this is kind of like a place where I put pause on that. Um, I have Tyree Kill and Nick Chubb to start my team, so I'm very, very happy with the upside and safety of my team at the moment, and I have the positions both locked down. So what I'm looking at right now is I'm looking at I'm looking at a couple plays for the fence, Zach. I'm I'm trying to hit a home run here. You know, uh, I want to win a championship. I don't want to make the playoffs and lose. So I have to take some risks. And a weighted risk that I'm going to take right now is, mm, it is a tough one. There are a couple names here. I'll, I'll Again, because we're so far apart, I feel comfortable with us both just talking about our thoughts. Um, DK Metcalf is the top name on the board. And there's just something in my gut that is saying Lockett and, and JSN will maybe make a third round pick a little too rich for DK. I might be able to get him after the turn, but there's a couple names there at positions of value that I don't want to play roulette with. So I think as crazy as this sounds, I think I'm going to go with Jameer Gibbs from Detroit. Um, I don't think that's crazy. Uh, a lot of running backs had come off the board and you're looking at some some older names that are maybe a little more Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, like those those kind of volumes yeah. guys that we've had before. But you already have Nick Chubb on your team. So shooting for the ceiling with Jameer Gibbs didn't seem like a bad idea. And yeah, again, there was more wide receivers on the board willing to fall that you could take that calculated calculated drop. So I yeah. don't mind pick at all. Right. And um, you know, I just think Jameer Gibbs is gonna be hyper targeted in that offense. They showed us how they feel about Jameer Gibbs by where they drafted him. We know that Jameer Gibbs is going to be that dude in that backfield. And Montgomery, maybe in the earlier portion of the season, being the vet might, you know, take a little bit of the opportunities. He might get that Jamal Williams touchdown vulture role. But at the end of the day, I love pass catching running backs. And you said it yourself. Who knows if Nick Chubb is going to be that there's thoughts that he will, but I now have, who's going to be a bona fide half point PPR stud and Jameer Gibbs. Um, so to start my team with Tyreek Hill, Nick Chubb and Jameer Gibbs, I'm elated after Jameer Gibbs. It was Joe Burrow at three twelve. who I don't love at that, at that draft cost personally. Um, doesn't have the rushing upside of the other quarterbacks. I think if you're going to use an early pick on a quarterback, you swing for the, for the rushing upside. So, uh, you know, I think that's a, a bit of a reach. And then DK right after Burrow. Any thoughts on those picks before I lock in my fourth round pick at the 402? I think I have more hesitation on Gibbs than you do where he's coming off on boards. Uh, right now he's coming off as the running back 15, which to me seems similar to his ceiling. I don't expect him to break into the top 12 his rookie year. Um, I do think he's electric. I think he's going to get that pass catching role. I think he may take a little bit of time to start getting the type of workload we want to see for a fantasy possible. level. Definitely possible. Um, I would like him to fall back a little bit in drafts, maybe closer to the mid end of fourth for me to feel comfortable with him mm-hmm. um, as, as a, as an, our back end RB two. Yeah. But I, I, I may have gone Joe Mixon here over Gibbs just based off of the workload he's going to get on that offense. I think the ceilings could be similar and Mixon might just be a little safer. But obviously, there's the unknown with Gibbs that is just super enticing. 
Yeah. Uh, Burrow, I'm kind of on the same page with you. I know he finished as the quarterback four last year. There is definitely a passing touchdown ceiling he could get to make that pay off to where yeah. he he vaults up a You're level this year. 40, 40, you know, touchdown range for sure. But I also don't think there's a huge gap between him and some of the next quarterbacks off the board. So I would have also passed on him. And I'm with you on Metcalf. I, I don't think JSN takes any of his role away from him. But I do expect him to have just a little bit more volatility yeah. with Gino, a little bit maybe more rushing to that offense. And then obviously you add another weapon, the targets may change a little bit. So I don't mind either of those two guys going. And I think you have a good pick of weapons here at your next turn. So Definitely. I'm going to turn the clock back on and go ahead and talk me through it. Yeah, please. So so Debo is the top name. No, thank you. Health, uh, volatility. You said that word and you nailed it. Um, I don't think I want to go with another running back. Uh, Aaron Jones and Joe Mixon would be the top names. Um, and as far as quarterbacks and tight ends go, Hawkinson is there, but I don't even have two receivers yet. Justin Fields is there. I do love him to have a breakout year, but I'm actually thinking about bolstering the balance on my team right now. Two running backs. I'm thinking about taking my second receiver. And I think... I'm looking, there's two names, really three that I'm looking at, and I have 20 seconds to make the pick, but Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, and Calvin Ridley are the names that I'm, you know, fiddling with. I think because of Tyreek Hill and his boom potential, I'm going to take Keenan Allen's comfy, comfy floor. I don't mind that at all. I uh, yeah, I think I'd- Keenan Allen is is a very one way or the other pick this year i think you're either going to get one more year of just absolutely elite target share on the offense tied to justin herbert could be just in stud or we may hit the fall off year with keenan allen and i am it's a possible. little worried about that um but i don't mind him as a wide receiver too i think personally i would have taken take, i don't think that's the right word i think it's taken. It's, it's taken oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> took into the movie right um, i would have taken liam neeson <laughs> Uh, I, I think of that grouping, I like the ceiling of Calvin Ridley and yeah. I understand passing Amari Cooper because you already have Chubb as well. Um, right. That was a, that was a well big, big factor for me there. I, I, I didn't get to tease that out, but that, cause it was just happening so fast, but yeah, you never want to take two studs from the same offense, uh, caps your upside. Um, I agree with you on Keenan Allen's age risk uh it's definitely possible that this is the the holding the bag year um but you know i'm hearing all these great things about his quarterback so maybe his quarterback will That's be true. that guy for me and and you know hyper target keenan and the options yeah, I, near keenan are still super volatile quentin johnston and uh mike williams oh, and what we saw from the end of last year from him was great still so still got it, in it could easily Those, pay off I don't yeah. mind taking Justin Fields there. Um, Cross my mind. Did cross but my it's mind. a little early, I would say, still. But he just got elite rushing upside. And then again, Joe Mixon in the middle of the fourth, maybe one of my favorite picks in this draft. As I'm looking at it, he just yeah. is going to walk into that rushing share and is on the one of the best offenses in the NFL. So that yeah. would have been a consideration for it, me as well. It's for me to, to swerve it because I already had two running backs, and I, I, I do – it's a little cookie cutter. It's a little run of the mill, but I don't hate having my first four picks be two and two. No, Good balance. Yeah. 
Well, I am now on the clock. Aaron Jones went after Calvin Ridley, Debo Samuel, Amari Cooper, Joe Mixon, Justin Fields, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Hopkins coming off at the 4.10, Miles Sanders off the 4.11, and that leaves me on the clock at the 4.12. I'm staring down T.J. Hawkinson at the top of my board mm. as what the third tight end off the board, which I love that. I think he deserves to be the third you tight end. You just love zero board. RB, brother. You love it. I won't be taking Hawkinson here. I already have Justin Jefferson. If I didn't have Justin Jefferson, I might think about it. I think Hawkinson, I really just am in on the Minnesota offense this year because I think that team is going to be so bad that they will throw the ball so much. <laughs> um, Hawkinson had a great stretch in Minnesota that at the end of the season too after he got traded. So uh, I think he could volume his way up into that tight end one conversation. Justin Herbert's on the board. I'm not going to take a second QB. That's insane. That's too bad. If it was super flex, I mean, you'd be in heaven, but oh, obviously course, he wouldn't be on the uh, board if it was super flex. Man, the RB position has just gotten so scarce. I would have sang praises if Joe Mixon fell to me here. And you were not far. A couple no, picks away. Three, four picks away. In a little bit tighter spot than I prefer to be in a redraft league, staring down Damian Pierce as the next running back off the board. Wow. Yeah, I'm not loving this. I mean, you could you could steer into the skid, my friend. You could just wait till there's value, but you're playing again, I said it I said it earlier, you're playing running back roulette. I know. I I can't convince myself to take any of these running backs right now. I don't now. blame you. I don't blame you. There's so one name, I will, there's one or two names I might in, think about. Probably committing to the zero RB with my first pick here. Um, I'm going to take Terry McLaurin. Nice. I on brand. Love Terry McLaurin. I don't think he has a worse season than he did last he's year. He's great. I I thought about him at my pick. Believe it or not. Yeah, I think he's such a steal here. He yeah. never goes as a top 15 wide receiver. He's always a top 15 wide receiver, and it just it feels good. I would love for Sam Howell to blow up. It would be awesome. I don't know exactly how I feel about this exact team build, but I think I can salvage it. I have faith yeah. in myself here. Yeah. With the running back, I am going to take a running back here on the turn because I think I have to leave this with one. I think and so too. I'm going to double down on what I believe with the offenses I've been talking about. I'm going to stack. I'm going to take Alexander Madison at the 5.1. Yeah. I That was the running back I was looking at for you. I do hate the Jefferson Madison you got two two uh, miles from the same. I don't mind two miles from the same team, man. I think running back, wide receiver tend not to feed from each other. Um, really, even wide receiver, wide receiver. I don't mind as long as they're good wide receivers. But I get what you're saying. I'm putting a little faith in one it's not, boat. It's not ideal, but it's like not a big deal. I mean, it's not like it's not going to kill your team or anything, especially because it's enough of a distance. It's not like your first and your third pick. You know, it's your first and your fifth pick. So. He was the last workhorse off RB that I felt like was coming off the board. I expect him to go higher than that once we get in mid-August, so I don't think I'd be able to get him around there. Yeah. Um, but so you're not projecting that kind of a workload for Damian Pierce? I, I would have thought not. about Damian Pierce as well if I were you. I have concerns about his just usage and success of that offense early on. Understandably. Understandably. Um, they did bring in Devin Singletary, who will take the passing role. He'll take some work for sure. I could not agree more. I love Singletary. 
so I'm just going to willing to take that Madison can be the guy he's seen. Not fully confident in that, but where I was on the board, I at least am confident that he could give me points every single week. Yeah. Um, I did debate a running back who I imagine you'll be debating here as well, but maybe not. So mm, I think I know who you're talking about around yeah. your turn. Um, I didn't need quarterback when I'm going quarterback so early. I'm also probably punting tight end, which is why none of those mid-round tight ends were on the board for me. So Justin Jefferson, Devonta Smith, Jalen Hurts, Terry McLaurin, Alexander Madison. After Madison went Hawkinson, Herbert, Christian Watson, Damian Pierce off the board, George Kittle, DJ Moore, Kyle Pitts, Jerry Judy, James Conner at the 510. And now you are on the clock at the 511. Oh, my friend. Thank you for that. Um, the board is a little gross right now. Um, there's some names I really like. Um, but at this point in the draft and with my current team build, um, if I had taken Ridley, I would no doubt take Lawrence right now and complete the I would stack. be taking... Well, also, you could wait because the team after you picked Joe Burrow. So, so theoretically, you I know could. they're not going Lawrence around the it's turn. It's something I would think about, but I also... I'm looking at a lot of names here. Um, Dallas Goddard is crossing my mind. I do absolutely love him. And I'm at the point now, 5'11", where, you know, I have two running backs, two receivers. I'm not super, I'm not terrified. I'm not scared off of taking the onesie positions of QB and tight end. Um, Drake London is on the board, and I almost impulse just click draft because I like him a lot as a talent. It's hard for me to overlook the quarterback uncertainty there but i love him as a talent so it almost like i said i almost auto picked i'm not really looking at godwin right now and i'm not really even though i believe he could have a great year i don't want to be the one holding the cam makers health bag so i'm gonna swerve cam makers i think that's probably the name you were talking about as well the running back that you you debated about it was not Oh, interesting. Well, then we'll have some more stuff to talk about in just a second. But I do see some PPR monsters like, you know, Brandon Ayuk is here. He had such a fantastic season last year. I'm between Drake London and Brandon Ayuk. I have 13 seconds to decide. I will take Brandon Ayuk because I like him a lot. I like him a lot. I think he really really showed what he can do in san francisco last year he was it felt like he was by far the best receiver on that team i know a, a lot of people might say debo is gonna you know step up this year and be the guy we remember him to be but Ayuk is is just he's just such a clean route runner and he's got good hands and he finally seems like he's taking that that stride into like the player we thought he was going to be when he was drafted so i think as difficult of a decision as it was to pass on the talent of London, the uncertainty and confusion, just I had to go with Ayuk. Yeah. Ayuk would have been my pick there. I mean, you know, that easy, that's wide receiver 25 off the board finished last season at 15, just being Steel. consistent. Um, I, I think he's the number one wide receiver on that offense. He's the best wide receiver on that offense. And honestly, in my opinion, an elite talent in the league, you know, yep. my reception, 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 perception roots showing through right. that we love him and he's great. The um, RP so guys, man, Ayuk, Deontay, Terry, there's those, there's those names that they, they get a little, they get a little bump for me when I'm thinking about tiebreakers. 
you know, knowing that somebody is talented helps a lot. And, you know, it was difficult in that specific decision because I do think Drake London is very talented as well. And he's young and he's raw, but there's going to be mouths to feed on that team. And I don't know if they have the best lunch lady scooping the, uh, the food and, and, and slopping it on the plate. You know, I'm not Yet super confident. Not well, for me, confident. there, there is a clear cut guy on the board that I would be taking at your pick. Um, yeah, I think I know but, who it is, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, so I'm going to flip through really quick just to make sure I'm not overlooking. I do have three receivers and two running backs. Looking at the names and at the running back position, I do think I can get some value on the other side. Um, and I do have three receivers right now. So that's one of my flexes covered. Um, I usually don't really think that much about fielding a starting lineup when I make my roster decisions. I usually just go by value. Um, but that being said, I do see a significant teardrop, um, pun intended when we get off of the best quarterback available and I will do, I played draft roulette and I won and I will take Trevor Lawrence on the other side because he's the prince who was promised and he's going to round the corner and become the player that we think they drafted that we thought they drafted he kind of already started to show it last year we've all chalked up the first year to urban myers horrendous everything i think he's gonna dial in from an accuracy standpoint he has better weapons we saw he was capable of running when he needed to i think trevor lawrence is gonna be definitely a contender for top five fantasy qbs and i think he has a dark horse chance at being the nfl mvp so Trevor Lawrence is the pick here. Yeah, I would have made the same pick. Honestly, if I was you, I would have took him at the 5'11". If Team 12 hadn't already taken a quarterback, that yeah. made me feel safe and cozy that you're going to get him around the turn there. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're right. There's a teardrop after him there. Pretty significant. He's being drafted at quarterback eight, and he finished there last year. You add Calvin Ridley to that offense. You bring back all of the contingency you give him another running back and he just has all the tools to be better than that. So you're drafting a floor of quarterback eight with a ceiling of quarterback three, four, maybe absolutely up there in five type stuff. Yeah. 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 I like it a lot. I think I would have loved to have the Ridley stack now that you, that's what I was, you see what I'm saying. Allen pick. No regrets. Um, Cause Keenan Allen does have such a cozy floor. Um, and I do need that. But yeah, it would have been it would have been chef's kiss. But I I can live with this. I'm I'm still very happy. After your pick goes Dallas Goddard at the six three, Cam Akers, then Dalvin Cook at the six point five, which I don't expect him to be anywhere near there by the yeah, time. What is that? That's rolling. so ridiculous. He he does he didn't even cross my mind. He doesn't have a team. He's still just falling. The, their draft ADP hasn't corrected yet. It will get there. Um, Tyler Lockett goes at the six six. Always a value. Yeah. And then DeAndre Swift, who was the running back, I had debated yeah. as well. I, I no can one to me that. Yeah. at this point has as high of a ceiling as he does if he gets the lion's share in Philly. But Pun with intended. already having Smith hurts on my team, I didn't want to go. You could Smith hurts. Yeah, you Swift. definitely couldn't take him. Christian Kirk, 6.8. Darren Waller off the board. Alvin Kamara at the 6.10. Could be an interesting piece depending on suspension news where he goes in drafts. 
and um, Mike Williams at the 611. And then I am back on the clock here at the 612, and I have the turn to think about. Uh, currently, I have Justin Jefferson, Devonta Smith, Jalen Hurts, Terry McLaurin, and Alexander Madison. I do not have an RE2, and I do not have a tight end. I don't see a tight end even on my draft board at the moment, so I don't think that's going to be in the realm for me. Uh, I'll be considering an RB2 here. I don't mind at this point punting that pretty far down the board Mm -hmm. since I've already committed to that. Um, So normally I would be considering something else around here. I don't mind Michael Pittman at this point. I know he's not going to have that crazy ceiling with a rookie quarterback. I think that's being reflected in his draft price. If Kyler Murray comes back earlier than expected, Marquise Brown could be an incredible value in the sixth round. Javonta Williams had so much hype. I love him so much, but those knee issues are so scary. They're so scary. I'm personally not a believer in Rashad White. No, you're not. And I'm worried about that Tampa Bay offense as a whole, which is why Mike Evans is also sitting here at the sixth round being left for dead. I'm going to zag a little more than I normally would at this pick and go ahead and take David Montgomery. Okay. Yeah, I'm here for that. I'm like playing I said, just a... he, he's going to have a role. He's probably going to fall into the end zone seven yeah, to I mean, ten times. Jamal Williams led the league in touchdowns last year Yeah, with a healthy, what, 17 touchdowns. Yeah. If David Montgomery gets 10, I will be thrilled at this point. Oh, my gosh. I don't gosh. see that happening. Thrilled. But – I like to hedge a little bit where Gibbs is up in that third round. If something happens to him, Montgomery would be up there as well on that offense. So when I knew a little bit of juice in my tank, I don't mind the safe floor he offers because he's going to get carries. He might get a couple touchdowns here and there. So I don't mind him at the 612 as my RB2. Pretty comfortable with him as an RB2 here. That's not bad. Javonta Williams was also in question for me. I don't mind being a little risky for the biscuit at that point. It's, I mean, seven oh one. You're still on the clock. You got a minute. Yes, but I will not be taking Javonta Williams with my next pick. Mm. I'm fine with my two running backs I have right now. Okay. Um, that that would have been mine. I'm just gonna say that because upside, and you have three great receivers, and a I great do. quarterback. The the upside play for Williams would have been. Nice. I do like it. I just worry a lot about his injury recovery I don't blame timetable. You. I don't yeah. want to be caught eight weeks into the season before he's useful. And you um, might. You might. Mainly because I love Deontay Johnson and I'm going to be taking him here. That is one. insane. I respect uh, it. I respect your commitment. You know, you're, you're, you got a, 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 like I said, you got a brand to uphold. I don't and think he will be elite this year in terms of production standpoint. Um, But I also now don't have to worry about most of my starting lineup. We are in a double flex league. I have two stud wide receivers and two wide receivers to throw in that flex spot that I think Mm -hmm. can give me weekly output. Definitely. And if, if George Pickett and George Pickett, (laughs) oops, (laughs) my bad. Uh, If Kenny Pickett does take a step forward, like what we saw the last end of the year where he was throwing more passes if deontra johnson doesn't get zero touchdowns he's a lock for a wide receiver two season 
Um, being drafted back down here, he's still young. He's still got something to meet. He's incredibly talented. If he sees some touchdown regression, I think he'll be a great flex play for my team. And I don't mind going wide receiver heavy when I've got two okay running backs sitting in my running back one, running back two. So that's what I'm yeah, going to there. The, the only thing is like your 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 confidence in your running backs is it's not necessarily misplaced because I think they'll both be fine options, but I think fine isn't great. And I think I wouldn't take such heavy risks at the receiver position unless I felt great about my running backs. That being said, there is a chance Pickett takes a step forward. There is a chance Deontay Johnson faces historical touchdown positive regression. And so therefore the risk it for the biscuit mindset, you you kind of took it away from the injury and the confusion of Javante and you shifted it into the sort of just uncertainty of, of De- Deontay not necessarily having that, uh, you know, truly elite, like you said, elite numbers. But that being said, he's been pretty damn good. And yeah. if he's pretty damn good, that's huge. Yeah, if he can get back to Huge the seven, team. eight touchdowns he was scoring the last two years prior, maybe we got a chance at that yeah. top 15 season. And if I land, if I can get three top 15 wide receivers out of my four on the board, I will be thrilled. And you very, very, you have a very good chance at that. Um, I think because you have Jefferson, I don't mind at all the fact that Smith, McLaurin, and Deontay all have a little bit of risk attached to them. Because you have J. Jeff, doesn't matter to me in the slightest. Um, Jalen Hurts is another one. You have two ceiling players. You have two players that could contend for the the best at their position. So I, I respect greatly the the risk taking on the receiver play. I I personally would not be as comfortable in my running backs as you seem to be. But you got I don't freaking, mind, man. I you got iron the, nads, the, man. The running back position to me, I I'm just so comfortable that I will be able to find a guy every week due to injury or some sort of circumstances probably off the waiver wire that I'm like, I got an RB two. One of the, if, if yeah. Montgomery or Madison hits, I'll find my RB two. It doesn't have to be right now. Yeah. I'm always comfortable waiting on those running backs. I got two warm bodies in there right now. I'm probably not looking at another one for another couple rounds. So yeah, you're, you're wiling to me, but that's okay. No judgment. God's working on all of us, Zach. I am up. And do you want to name the, you want to say the picks between, uh, between that last pick that you made and, and now? Yeah, we got Pittman, Dotson, Evans, Mike Evans, Javonta Williams went off the board, Hollywood Brown, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Rashad White, Isaiah Pacheco, who I imagine you were probably hoping fell to you. He would have been somebody I looked at. George Pickens at the pick before you. So you were on at the 7 with Traylon Burks looking right in your face. <laughs> That's a great bit. Um, Traylon Burks will be off my draft board. No disrespect. We mentioned it on last episode. Nuke is just cold water on his breakout hype. Um, Jordan Addison is a pretty tantalizing name here. I'm as in on the Vikings passing attack as you are. Um, love the man because targets to, for him to take there. If yeah. He, if, he can, if he can integrate himself early, he'll be a smash value here. Yeah. And he was out there fighting for his pup's life. So that's, you know, Addison to the moon after that Let news came out. Um, I I have a feeling I know who you're taking here. I mean, I think you do know because it's a position of need. It's an upside, high, high upside play. 
and it's a team that I am going to be watching every single Sunday. Um, I don't sometimes Monday, to sometimes Thursday in August. Yeah, this is. No. I think he'll. I think he'll. If if his role is, is projected, what it's looking like, it's going to be, especially with the tragic, heartbreaking news of Naheem Hines' season-ending injury today. He was getting steam about being a, a, a piece of the offense. He's you know two two touchdowns uh, housed the game after the Demar Hamlin incident. So much love to Naheem Hines. Prayers for a speedy recovery. But Baby Cook is the pick here. I think he's going to have a huge, huge piece of the pie in Buffalo. You know the biggest piece uh, of the running backs, especially the between the twenties piece, which is you know what matters. He led the NFL in yards per carry last year. He has home run hitting ability. That's he's proven that. Him and Gibbs are maybe a little more similar than I like, but I do. I feel so good about Hill, Chubb, and Keenan Allen being such a weekly, you know, consistent force that I'm comfortable taking some risks at this point in my draft. Yeah, I really like your team so far. I have more confidence in Cook, unfortunately, without Naeem Hines there as the pass catching because he'll kind <sighs> of have to it be that so role. Unfortunate. Yeah, but you're right. I worry about the lack of touchdowns to be had for the Buffalo running back. There's just less ceiling for them than there yeah. are in other players in the league. But at the Josh 11, is going to have eight. Josh is going to do it. They like to throw yeah. in the red zone too. Um, yeah. Harris is there as well. But I think yeah. at the 11 turn, this is this is a fine upside pick. And you needed a running back. There was not many left on the board. Uh, I don't mind at all. Who are you looking at here at the 8-2? Yeah, this is an interesting one here. Um, I think there's enough tight end names that I'm super comfortable with. There is a little bit of a tear break after a couple of them. So I don't know if an elite, if one of the, these elite tight ends makes it back to me, if I, if I risk it, I do only have three receivers and I have three running backs and I tend to want to lean towards flexing receivers. Friar Muth and AJ Dillon went in the picks between baby cook and this pick. Um, I think given that I was already looking at this man with my last pick, the fact that he's still there on the other side of this, I'm kind of playing running back roulette a bit. I have a little bit more security than you, but I only really have really one bona fide for sure workhorse. Jameer Gibbs and, and Baby Cook, I sort of forecasted a little bit, but I do trust that one of those two will hit. So I went with Jordan Addison because see Zach's point about Vikings passing attack from 20 minutes ago. Also, you know, not to so as to not cop out. I think he is going to get a lot of single coverage being on the same field as Justin Jefferson. I think Hawkinson is going to occupy a lot of the middle of the field. If Madison can get anything going at all in the running game, then the underneath stuff to Addison is just going to be Shep's kiss. And he's a great athlete. This is a very, very, very exciting pick at this stage of the draft. Yeah, I like him a lot there. Uh, I think he is a uh, is a, a candidate to rise in the next month or so. I think um, so. And then obviously you have a, a, a slew of wide receivers that went after him that I just would not have wanted over him in Trey Burks, mm. Gabe Davis, Kadarius Tony, Brandon Cooks. I would take Addison over those guys. There's just so much more targets for him to slurp up in that offense. First round wide receiver. Great word. I, I do looking at the board, um, 
I do wonder with your Gibbs pick if you should have gone with a more solidified talent and maybe like a in an Aaron Jones or Joe Mixon. Yeah, but you I, know, I couldn't have seen the board shaking down the way that it did as far as risky prospects. I kept waiting for the safety to present itself to me, and it never did. And yeah, so that happens. That's how and, it goes. Sometimes. Well, I mean, Exhibit A is is you're rocking with. Oh yeah, Madison, starter Alexander Montgomery, Madison, baby. And very likely the RB two in Detroit. But that being said, never forget the RB two in Detroit was the best RB in Detroit. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> last year, last year the RB two in Detroit was eaten. We just had Jamal Williams go off the board here, eight eleven. Who I would have been fine with taking Tough. at this point, and he would have um, been a nice security for you. Yeah, that would have been great for me. I love just getting the value on those the dirty work guys for their offenses. Kamara could be looking at a suspension. You may get four games straight of an RB one. Um, I'm, I'd rather you, know that than take a risk that maybe someone booms later in the season. Yeah. And it would give you a secured start at the running back position while you sort out the is Madison or Montgomery, the one to be the other one. So but I didn't get him. So that's just the lay of the game. Yep. yep keep it um, moving. Don't look back. I don't, Famous We're starting to get to fire range. Yeah, I still, I know I don't have a tight end here, but we're still looking a little early for me to have a tight end with how early I took quarterback. I don't like doubling up on the onesie positions in mm-hmm. the first, in the first ten rounds, really. Yeah. Um, I do like Evan Ingram, and I would yeah. normally consider him. He's tempting. Uh, I'm not, not really a... looking Quentin Johnson's way. That's eh, a bit early. Honestly, at this point, I am looking at Zach Charbonnet. Um, mm-hmm. He crossed my just, mind. Just kind of on that contrarian, like, yes, I do think Kenneth Walker is the guy. If he is not, then it is Zach Charbonnet. Um, I'm probably not taking a wide receiver at this point where I see the guys at the board, Michael yeah, Thomas, you know, thank you. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Juju, but I don't need any safety on my team right now. And you know, Juju will probably he's I do think he has a chance. No, probably not. He probably won't get back to you because you that we're both on turns. This is a pretty intense draft. I'm enjoying it, it a lot, yeah. but it's intense. We're kind of like it's a heavyweight fight right now. I do want to go a little bit ceiling here right now. Um, just with the way my team is shaking up and there is actually a big tier break for me after tight end here. So I'm going to go a little earlier than I normally would as well. Um, I'm going to take David Njoku at the eight oh, twelve. I respect that um, a lot. I think he flashed a lot of promise last season, stepping into a real tight end one role. Um, he's an athletic freak. If that offense takes a step forward, it could be a, a rising tide lifts all boats scenario. Love that. And you've used that metaphor before. Thank you for repeating that. That's beautiful. Of course, man. Uh, Yeah, I like him here. He's kind of the tear break, him and Evan Ingram. I just think there's a little bit more ceiling with Njoku of what he can do. But that may be a moot point. They're kind of a little mixed. They're kind of the same person to me. I don't really care either or. I just like David Njoku a little more. And you hate his hair, so it's a little bit of that too. You know the the blonde cool. streak down the, the half of it is blonde, half of it is dark. Not my favorite look, but you know, which I, is why I, that's my next haircut. I you know I, I think it will probably go over similarly. I don't think I'll be a fan, but you know 
that being said, I love the pick. You've been the Njoku truther of the two of us. You've always been higher on him than me, but I do like him. He's, I look for athleticism in tight ends and I look for hyper targets and it's definitely possible that he could be like a favorite target of Watson. So I love the pick, uh, maybe a bit of a reach in my humble opinion, but I'm not mad at it, especially with Ingram sitting right there. Maybe would have gone for Ingram there, but yeah, you tried to nine off the board. Um, I'm cool with that. I, 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 like I said, him and Evan Ingram are kind of mix and match for me. Take your pick. Um, and then coming around the turn, I said I was going to take that that dirty bird running back too, and I, I am. I didn't see this guy on the board right away, but I'm going to take Samaj P. Run at the nine. Um, yeah, sleeper. Big, big again on that contrarian sleeper. turn. He's not an elite running back, but if Javante takes some time to get in, uh, P. Run could take a whole lot of work. Maybe a bad offense, maybe won't. But I'm just going to need the volume of the position, and I think he can offer me that there. And I didn't really need a flyer at wide receiver with the four I have. I took a tight end and a quarterback early, which means I'm really shooting for the stars already. So I'm just going to take some some dirty safety with my running backs here. Oh, yeah. Uh, After that. Oh, go ahead. No, please. Yeah, I was just I'm getting ready to talk about my pick. So go go ham. Oh, yeah, man. Quentin Johnson went off the board. Michael Thomas, Evan Ingram. So you don't have that tight end coming back around. I would have I would have looked at him. Tua coming off, two quarterbacks for Team 5, Zach Charbonnet, Brian Robinson, Rashad Bateman, Cortland Sutton, Damian Harris, and then you are on the clock. Rashad Bateman would have been a guy I would have been looking at at your spot there, Mm. but he is unfortunately not on the board for you. Yeah. So what are you thinking? This is tough, man, because I love a lot of the names at this stage. There are rounds, Zach, and earlier today it happened where I was like, Man, at this point in the draft, these aren't guys I want. I'm thrilled to take, but I'm thrilled to take a lot of these guys at this stage of the draft. So, we're in like sleeper the, territory where it, it doesn't feel as dirty. It now feels right. like it's, it's not costing me anything. Yeah. I'm Let's just picking from my bench. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, there's a couple names I don't love. The tight ends. The number one tight end on the board still is Dalton Schultz. But if you read the next three names: Chigakonkwo, Dalton Kincaid, and Cole Komet, and Greg Dulcich. I would probably feel similarly if I had Schultz as any of those players. So I'm going to play tight end roulette. I know that you very likely won't be taking a tight end after drafting in Joku. Um, so I, that's at least one team. I'm seeing a lot of orange on my board, which in, on, in sleeper tight ends are orange. So I'm not too concerned at all about that position. So it's tough because Zay Flowers is really interesting, but I did just draft Jordan Addison. And I already had Jameer Gibbs. I don't want to stack rookie uncertainty on my team. So I'm not going to do that. I do have three running backs and four wide receivers. So I'm going to take a running back here just to even up the numbers. As I said, it's not something that is essential or, or, you know, vital yeah, at this to your point at your success. roster i wouldn't be worried about balancing so that i'm not from us at i'm that not point. i'm not so worried about it but that being said if i have the chance to get one of each and i'm just continuing to just got my hands in both cookie jars i'm zach i'm having my cake and i'm eating it too um so at this point i kind of have to take a shot at a at a workhorse because baby cook and jameer gibbs are question marks this guy might not be a workhorse, 
but he damn well could be a dirty work running back for one of the best offenses in the league. We already know about his upside. I'm taking Rashad Penny here. Yeah, that would have been my pick too. I think he has just as much of a ceiling as DeAndre Swift and is going three rounds later. Why not just take the later guy? I would have thought about him too if I didn't have Hurts and Smith at the 9-1. I really don't have an issue with that. I would have probably thought about Juju in your position as well. Yeah, I was going to say it's for the first time all day, Team 12 is not my friend. Devon A-Chain and Juju Smith-Schuster go between my, what is it, 9-11 pick and 9-12 and 10-01. So, yeah, you're right. I I was looking at Juju, and I kind of thought I could play Juju Roulette, and I did not win that for the first time today. So that's a that's an L. Pour one out. Um, but that being said, uh, I did I did make that whole speech about tight ends. It's funny because we're both on turns, so we're like, at, for our first pick, we're like, yeah, I have a lot I'm of conviction this about guy. this point, and then on the other side, we're like. Huh. All right. I'm you you kind of have you get you 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 have to stare down the reality of twenty four picks between your pick and your next pick. Yeah, and it's a reality you have to stare down every twenty minutes or so. And so, I am projecting a big season from Dalton Schultz. Everybody, I figured you would. I thought you kind of downplayed him, but I think he could be the target leader in that Houston offense and a nice little safety blanket for CJ Stroud. I don't, I don't mind it at all. Yeah. It's, it's not the easiest pill to swallow, but I do have four running backs. I do have four receivers. This is the last feather in my starter cap. So I am comfortably going to take Dalton Schultz, even though it does pain me a little bit that Chig and Kincaid and Komet and Dulcich are all still right there. But I don't want to. I don't want to hold the bag. I I don't want to fully punt the position. I'm. I've never been one to fully punt any position except for quarterback. Back when late round QB was king, that's the only time I ever punted a position in my life. I don't mind punting tight end at all. Still at that point, I don't think I would have taken Schultz personally. Like you said, I just think the value difference isn't much there. He could lead the targets, but he's also not going to have that elite upside. I think there are guys later that could make a leap into that top tier yeah um zay flowers would have been on my board but like you said you're stacking rookies uh off the board at next comes uh williams elijah moore khalil herbert daniel jones chico Conquo, kirk cousins aaron Rodgers, dalton kincaid so we're starting to get in the double quarterback territory depending yeah. on your home league that could be likely that could be unlikely yeah. my home league loves to take a second quarterback Still don't know why, but they love to do it. Uh, I'm not touching Dalton Kincaid in the 10th round. Um, I hate. think that's a little rich for my blood. Sweet. No, hey, I just don't expect him to have an impact early. So, yeah, I'm not sleeping on him, man. Everybody but is. I, it's okay. He might be Josh Allen's slot receiver. I don't expect that within the first four weeks. So even if it does happen and he becomes Josh Allen's slot receiver – he's going to be dropped by the point he does because he's not going to be startable. You watch people drop David and Joku after one week last year because they were like, he's worthless to me. I think it was like three. He had three like bad games. I was one of the people who cut him. If that happens to Kincaid, he's on the waiver wire. I can get him for free. There are players here I'd rather spend my draft slot on. And I realize my clock is winding down. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. 
and I'm going to shoot for the ceiling here. I'm going to take Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, fantastic pick. Fantastic I don't have a Raven. Pick. I have a very solid wide receiver core with Jefferson yeah. Smith, McLaurin, Deontay Johnson. So while I have zero faith that Beckham is going to be a phenomenal receiver for them, I love him. He's that's, my favorite. He's probably hate. one of my favorite players in the NFL. He said zero faith, ladies and gentlemen. I don't. I don't. I've watched him burn me every season that I draft him of I've getting hurt or I feel like my trust level is low. I don't blame my you. hype level is high. I res- I agree. I'm similar. I, I'm a little higher so on like the consensus. I think he'll, you know, he, he was still a great receiver with the Rams. He was, but we're another ACL in yeah. that does worry me with his explosiveness. Yeah. I think sneakily, he could be a really good possession receiver for yeah. Lamar Jackson, which is why I'm taking him here. He's still a really good end zone threat, uh, yeah. which they don't have outside of Mark Andrews. So that's where I'm leaning him here. Maybe he's a bi-week fill-in, injury fill-in guy for me. Maybe he hits that ceiling, but I don't love Alan Lazard. I'm not taking another quarterback. Derek McKinnon doesn't really do anything for me here. Hmm. Um, So I'm in sleeper territory at this point. I'm going to start slinging out names um, and start scrolling down my draft board because I don't like a lot of the people. Honestly, there's still a lot of names, man, uh, for what we talked about, for what we're looking for. There's still a lot of names. Yeah, I think there's going to be some good production guys in this area, but I'm now in call your shot range in the 11th round, so I don't mind scrolling at this point. Man, I want to take a second quarterback for some reason here. But Man, I'm... I don't hate it. You have 24 picks between now and your next pick. Oh, I will not be taking a second quarterback here. There's no shot in my mind. Um, I just don't like having two quarterbacks. I think I don't with Jalen Hurts I've got a every week starter I'm not taking someone else here yeah I guess health maybe becomes a little bit of a thing he did have a couple you know bumps yeah, and bruises last year any quarterback I don't love yeah, any of the guys in the left dang ran out of time hold on one yeah second. reset reset I'm gonna go ahead and fix this sleeper auto picked Gino for Zach they know god I don't mind Gino I would love him I as- don't I Part of me wishes I would have punted on Jalen Hurts and just yeah, because if got but, Gino. But that's the game that you play now. That you here's the thing. First of all, you, you hindsight take that, is twenty twenty. <laughs> hindsight is twenty twenty. True, but also you take this risk in a real draft, and and it's not Gino, and you end up with you know Jordan Love as your quarterback. You're, you're not going to feel the same way. Second of all, that's why you practice. Now you know. Practice. It's making me remember that even though I was like, let me lock in a guy, I regret my decision. I'm a late quarterback guy, and I would have loved – well, pardon me, because Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, and Daniel Jones all went right out of that area, and I would have – those are some of my targets later, so that would have sucked. I would have been happy to be left with Geno there. But I do think at this pick I'm going to go another flyer – at the running back position. I like that. I, I like McKinnon. that. Yeah. I that, um, you you actually mentioned Jarek McKinnon doesn't do much for me. And I actually my my ears went because I was like, yeah, he does a I lot about me. it as I looked over. I don't think he gets that rolled back. No, I don't think so either. But he could be a filling guy for me. Has a decent ceiling. Didn't like what was left on the board. Don't need an old wide receiver. 
between Lazard, Myers, Thielen. Those guys aren't going to have a ceiling. McKinnon could as a running back too for me. So taking the value there, you are on the clock. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a fantastic pick. Um, I would have probably locked in McKinnon as well just because of upside. It, we're swinging for the fences here, and he had stretches of time where he was like one of the best scoring running backs in fantasy football last year. So, you know, we, we are still in, weirdly enough, Zach, I, 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 knock on wood, but I kind of think we might still be looking at a couple starting running backs here. Uh, Deontay Foreman is on the board. And I kind of think Deontay Foreman has a shot to start in Chicago. Um, I don't think I'm in on that because I would like a little bit more receiver security. I'll play draft roulette here and I'll go for maybe I'll swing for the fences a little bit at at the receiver position. Um, And there's a couple names. Uh, I'm looking at Tyler Boyd, Darnell Mooney. The name that's really jumping off the screen to me is Sky Moore. And I did think about him with my last pick. You know, I'm a big Sky Moore you fan. You are. And y- your love and faith in Sky Moore burns bright enough for the both of us because I personally am trusting your judgment with that. I am a bit hesitant of any Chiefs receiver because we've seen how unnecessary they are. <laughs> they want to they wanna ring without a real elite wide receiver. So, with that being said, like you said, call your shot territory and year two breakouts are very real. Athletic upside is very real. Kadarius Tony is a walking infirmary. So Sky Moore is the pick. And Greg Dulcich and Kyler Murray went between 11-11 and 12-02. Good, good for me. Great board. I have five receivers, four running backs. Still a great deal of risk in my running back room. So against my better judgment where I do would love a second quarterback here because there are names I do really love the running backs that I'm staring down. There's, I would say really two. Devin Singletary, the handcuff to Damian Pierce, who I project to take a lot of his work and Deontay Foreman, who I think has a real shot at starting in Chicago. Raheem Mostert is very much on the board for here for me here for you because yeah could still be walking into that starting role on a great offense yeah twelfth round I think I'm gonna pay homage to this really smart guy who said be mindful of team build and I think Penny's health risks and the volatility and uncertainty of Gibbs and Cook kind of make it so that you know. Raheem Mostert, who I've joked on the show before, is the guy from SpongeBob who every morning he wakes up and breaks his arms and every night he goes to sleep and he breaks his legs. I just I can't do it. I can't I can't trust that. Deontay Foreman is one of the few people who have beaten the Achilles. Uh you know, the Achilles is the career ender thing. So I do think Deontay Foreman is gonna be my pick here because he ate in Carolina last year. And I think he can do it again. Yeah, there's not a lot of competition there. Khalil Herbert's obviously the lead to be the... I guess I'm on auto pick. Yeah, they just totally dogged your picks, man. Well, let's run that back real quick. Anyway, um, yeah, the, the Chicago backfield is one for me that I'm probably avoiding. 
I know usually it's always like, you know, murky waters is where you get like the gem of the pick. It's true. Like, and that is true. I just don't think that's a scenario where I'm buying into that. Um, I guess because it's too murky. It's too yeah. murky for me. I don't want it. <laughs> no, it's murky. I don't disagree. But I guess when you say buying into, I guess maybe like this buy-in is like a, a dollar scratcher. It's round, a dollar yeah, scratcher. Cares? I and, was going to take Rashawn Johnson at this pick. So as I was saying, as I was building up to that, I was saying like, I'm going to take the guy that I think has the ceiling. Yeah. Um, I, I loved Rashawn Johnson out of Texas. If it wasn't for Bijan Robinson, I don't think he would have fell to the fourth round of the draft. Right. Uh, I think he's a monster. I think coming this time next year, he will be a top five round pick because wow. he'll have that job in Chicago. No more Khalil Herbert. Devon, Deontay Foreman's on a one-year deal. He's about to be the only guy in that backfield unless Hot they take. land themselves a running back in the draft. If they land themselves a running back in the draft, a big free agency splash changes the water. If not, I think he'd be the guy. Hot take. Um Looking ceiling at this point in time, I don't love any of these running backs. Jonathan Mingo's on my board as a rookie wide yeah, receiver. I don't Jonathan have Mingo. any rookies on my team, so I don't mind taking that that leap there. Um, but I do expect Nico Collins to lead the Texans in yeah. receptions, so I'm going to take him as my first pick here um, in the 12th round. If Stroud starts off hot, could have a good wide receiver there. Again, like you said, we're at the end of the draft. I'm probably cutting these guys at some point during the season anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, and then coming around the corner here, I know I'm going to have to take a defense with my last pick. I hate doing I'm, that. I do as well. In real life, I don't do that. I wait until... Oh, I, I usually would take someone else and then drop yeah. them. Yeah. It's disgusting. We need to be better. I'm going to take an even kind of gr- grosser pick, I guess, here. But not really. I'm going to go with Jeff Wilson. No, I, that is such a great pick because it's the same as Mostert. And at this yeah. point in the draft, if you get five games out of Jeff and you know which ones they're going to be because Mostert's already hurt or A-Chain didn't pan out, which I think A-Chain has the best chance to be the, the best running back there. Oh, he's off my board. Not even I love that. About him. Yeah, you're crazy. I don't see him getting touches in the first half of the season. Yeah, you're out of your mind. Okay, Mr. Zach, here we are. 13-11. Really quick, after your Nico Collins, Jeff Wilson, it went Jonathan Mingo, Zeke, Tank Bigsby, Darnell Mooney, Gerald Everett, Romeo Dobbs, Jalen Warren, Jawan Johnson, and Bryce Young. Bryce Young would have been in consideration for my QB2. I have two picks here, and one of them has to be a defense, theoretically. Um, And I don't think any defenses have come off the board. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, you would be taking the first one. Yeah, and you know what? The the differences between the Flyers and who I'm looking at on these uh, defenses are um, negligible. So I think I'm going to just grab my boys. I'm going to grab Bills D. And what do you know? I missed out on Ty J Spears. Um, and then the 49ers defense went. So my last pick can be a true Flyer. Um, QB2 is in play here. Another upside swinging for the fences for running back receiver. Um, I'm going to talk through names. You're, you can feel free to, this is free advice for you. Cause you're up in 10 picks. So you might, these names are probably still going to be there. There's a lot of, but I like Zay Jones. He's going to be the wide receiver three theoretically for Trev. 
but I think I'm that's going to take Michael Gallup in your spot here. Gallup um, is interesting. I, I he could be good there. Yeah, I'm I I'm still a bit I'm still swerving a bit, not necessarily due to ACL. This is year two, so he should see a big spike in production. And in I take health. this back. Actually, I'm not looking at Michael Gallup in your pick. There is one player I'd be taking if I'm you, and that is Jerome Ford. I would be locking up my Nick Chubb handcuff like that. I like Jerome Ford as a player. He's you know, the only running back on that team that could take know, a load. He would you know, easily, I just said, take a load on a podcast. You Love know, that. you did. Um, <laughs> um, and that's okay. It's almost 1 a.m., so I don't blame you. Uh, you know, you make some really good points for Jerome Ford, and I'm really pissed about it because QB2, you know, I love Derek Carr. Derek Carr still on the board. I love Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is still on the board. You don't need to QB2 you, with Trevor Lawrence. He's a I probably one. don't. I like insurance, but you know, free agency uh, exists for a reason. Um, Rashid Shahid is really interesting here, but you just make such a damn good point about the the handcuff. And I like Ford as a potential breakout candidate anyway. I do as so well. That's He's on almost ma- every makes single that, one of my dynasty rosters. Yeah, makes that pick a lot oh. easier. Thank you. I'm going to watch. He was in consideration over Jeff Wilson for me, um, but saw Jeff there and just took it. Every oh, defense yeah, on the man just went off the board. So it's time for me to make an absolute flyer pick for defense. Um, Ooh, there's a couple decent ones. Three or four. See anybody I absolutely love here. There's huge tear breaks. I, I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of poopy defenses, but there's some good ones. I'm going to go ahead and buy into the Broncos coming back this season. I think they have some talented pieces. Um, and I think if they come back, sure, why not? If not, I can drop them in a week. So wow. that's going to end our draft. Boy, what wow. a long show, man. What an a show. A we did um, it. I'm going to go ahead and read through our teams so we can get a final recap here. Yes, sir. From the 101 spot for me was... Justin Actually, you Jeff- know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go down my by position you go to the team top ta- like tab and i mean you could say when you drafted him if you want but i'm gonna read my team off like position by position i think that would be a nice yeah, way to visualize it if you'd rather do that yeah um i have jalen hurts alan zander madison david montgomery justin jefferson devonta smith david njoku terry mclaurin and deontay johnson to start my lineup and my bench is samaje pirine Odell Beckham, Jarek McKinnon, Nico Collins, and Jeff Wilson. Hell yeah, dude. Okay. Quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Starting running backs, Nick Chubb and Jameer Gibbs. Wide receivers, Tyreek Hill and Keenan Allen. Tight end, Dalton Schultz. Flex, Brandon Ayuk and Baby Cook with the Bills defense. And my bench is Jordan Addison, Rashad Penny, Sky Moore, Deontay Foreman, and Jerome Ford. My friend, those are some stacked teams. I like our teams. I do too. I I think there are some places I would have zagged now that I'm looking back. Yeah. That's why we do them. And we have yeah. a redraft mock draft in the book. So we are one step more prepared than we were at the beginning of the year. Yeah. But now we are an hour and a half in and it is time to say goodnight. Yeah, it is time to say goodnight. Sayonara. Bid you adieu. Bid you farewell. Um. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Yeah, all those sayings, right? It's 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 that time of night. Um, Zach, this was such a blast. Really, I've been waiting for this for a while. Oh, of course. Yeah, me too. And 
it continues our our draft themed week which we will still have more of to come yeah and as usual kev i appreciate you coming on here with me man bro back at you man this is this is like the most fun that i have all week when i get to do podcasting with my brothers um yeah man i mean i think my team washes yours respectfully um your team is cool i like your team but if i had to pick one i'd pick mine and no disrespect i I, we we won't get to find out but we're gonna have to put we're gonna have to put we're gonna have to pit them we're gonna have to pit them too man i've got no beef here I, I like it. I think I've gone wrong in some places here. And uh, no, I, I still like your team. I think your team would absolutely win. You you get to the playoffs with that team. You make a couple of good moves, a couple of good trades. You have a lot of a lot of a lot of wide receiver firepower. Like I said, sticking to the brand. I love wide receiver firepower. Stick You're to sticking the to the brand. Absolutely. No, I I can't wait to. We got to get our polls up for the for the video game teams first. Yeah. And then we'll and then we'll come back and we'll do this one next. But hey. It's it's a privilege to get to go toe to toe with somebody who I respect so much. So it's a good it's same a good to feeling. you, sir. And if you made it to the end of this podcast, listening through the whole hour, and you're a half, the goat. We appreciate you. They and did. They made it. Of course, you're the goat. We'll be back here next week. As always. Thanks for listening.